Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a dad who's dead set on reunifying a family. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, entitled stepdad who I went no contact with two years ago came to my door demanding to see my daughter... Another update. So after my stepdad came to my door a couple months ago, kicking the door, yelling and cussing, he already had his court date. The reason he was arrested was because he was trespassing, wouldn't leave when the police told him to leave, and he threatened a police officer. The reason why I went no contact was because he abused me my entire life. He essayed for two years and assaulted me. Anyways, he had his court date February the 6th. I looked up all the information online, and I also had cousins on my mother's side of the family feeding me information as well. He got off lightly, and it's a dang shame. Apparently his lawyer used an insanity defense because he, and I quote, acted under extreme emotional distress, and he was off his medicine. The thing is, he never took medicine for anything to my knowledge. He is on probation, he has a suspended sentence. Meaning you serve your sentence outside of jail, so probation, and if he violates the terms of the probation slash sentence, he will go to jail and serve the rest of the suspended sentence. So he's not sitting in jail unfortunately, but I do have a protective order against him. If he violates it, he goes to jail so I should be fine. At the very least, OP can be reassured that if they do try to show up, they are most likely going to actually get in some serious trouble. That's a good reassurance to have. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy crazy stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my dad thinks a chef isn't a respected job. Yes, he said to me that being so, no one will marry their daughter to a chef, and he wants me to study something else after I'm done with my studies. And that how he thinks of the major I'm studying, and he doesn't say a lot of my studies, and my mom changed majors, and they're never happy for my completion, and they're cold about it. I think a chef position is a pretty respected job. You want to get into a line of work that will always have demand, that will never go away, and especially if you're good at it, will pay you well? A chef position is it. As long as humans are around, food and cooking said food is never going to go away. He's a little too old-fashioned thinking in multiple ways here. Our next story is, my sister-in-law is stealing from me and using her baby as an excuse. Hello Reddit, I didn't think I'd be back to this throwaway, but here I am. My sister-in-law Jessica, 29-year-old female, and her husband, my brother Liam, 32-year-old male, are staying with me, 27-year-old female, and my wife, 30-year-old female, due to foundation trouble at their own home. Simply put, she's been an absolute nightmare when it comes to taking things that aren't hers and brushing them off because she needs them due to her baby, my nephew Liam Jr., male three months. I'll just list the worst of it, but do note this is a very condensed list. 1. She took my expensive hair products made specifically for thick hair because, and I quote, Liam Jr. can't handle strong scents and yours are just gentler on his nose. She used an entire 16-ounce bottle of conditioner in three days. Two, I caught her trying to take the food I ordered for everyone into her room after it was delivered. 
I ordered almost six full meals to dish out for the entire house, and she was just holding this large paper bag in her room. She told me she was just sorting through it to find her food, but she was sitting down with chopsticks, and the door was closed, so I called BS. 3. All of my snacks My pantry has a shelf labeled specifically for me due to a mild food allergy that has all the snacks that I bought. I keep seeing her walking back and forth past my room with my snacks. If I or my wife try to confront her, she cries that she's breastfeeding and she needs the energy. Then she'll get my brother to chew me out. For the record, we do have a communal snack bin, but she won't touch the snacks in there. 4. She took my gift card stash from my shelf in the kitchen and spent nearly $75 on random BS because she claimed she wanted to make the room more comfortable for Liam Jr. I use those gift cards when I go shopping or as presents for sudden events. She knows this and still took 6-8 to eight gift cards out with her. It's been non-stop for the last 3 weeks and I'm so freaking done with her. She's taken my hair ties, my shirts from the laundry, my sleep bonnets, and my lipstick. She even took a bottle of my apple cider gummies, which I know she doesn't like because she's tried them before. I feel like she's doing it just to spite me, or to assert herself, but I'm seriously considering kicking her out. Edit, just wanted to clarify that Jessica used my shampoo on herself, not Liam Jr., because the smell was, I guess, irritating him. Edit 2, I'm just going to state the only reason I'm letting these two stay is because of Liam Jr. My brother can't afford housing close to his job, and if I kick him out, Liam Jr.'s housing would be up in the air. His commute is already 45 to 60 minutes each way, and none of our relatives are willing to let him stay to live any closer. Secondly, please do not insult my wife in the comments. She was recently promoted and isn't home often, but I assure you she sticks up for me when she's home. She's told me she's willing to let them stay for Liam Jr., but she's shown that she's upset by Jessica's stealing. I'm sorry I didn't say that before. Edit 3 slash small update. I've been reading through the comments during my work break, and I keep seeing the same things being tossed around. Even the comments that were harsh with it are right. Jessica stomped on both mine and my wife's boundaries using her son as a cover, and I'm being spineless by letting her stay. I also have to accept that Liam Jr. is not my responsibility. As much as I love him, I can't let his mom use him against me. I talked with my wife on her phone today, and we've decided that we're telling them to start seeking alternative housing. We're also going to get a proper eviction drafted up. We've decided they have until Friday the 17th at the absolute latest. I will update after we've talked. Thank you all for knocking some sense into me. Update 4. We had the talk with them about an hour ago, and it went bad fast. My brother was screaming. Jessica was screaming. Liam Jr. was crying because of all the noise, and somehow that's my fault? They yelled for a good 40 minutes about how they had nowhere else to go, and they won't be able to stay together if I kicked them out. It was hard for me, but my wife helped me with my stress. Some highlights from Jessica's rant include, You can't have a baby, you'll never know how stressed I am. You didn't lose anything super expensive, why are you acting like this? And my personal favorite, If you kick us out, you'll never see me or my son again, along with a healthy bit of cursing. I told them that my wife and I's decision was final, and Jessica locked herself in her room with 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Liam Jr., my brother tried to apologize, saying that he was just stressed from work and his new baby and Jessica putting pressure on him, but my wife cut him off and told him to imagine how stressed I'd been when my things went missing. He just kind of slumped in his seat, then went and joined Jessica in the room after I denied his pleas to stay again. I heard them arguing for a bit, but only for around 15 minutes. I got a text from Jessica's mother asking what was happening, but it wasn't hostile so I don't think she has the full story. I'm debating telling her since she's technically not involved yet. I've gotten three or four similar messages from numbers I don't recognize, so I think Jessica may have told people my number or posted something. I'll update again if anything else serious happens. Final update, Jessica and Liam woke me and my wife up by clambering around about 20-ish minutes ago. They didn't say much while they packed up their stuff, but Jessica did say, I hope you're happy now. Don't expect to see Liam Jr. anytime soon. I just feel useless. I feel like a useless wife? Like a useless aunt and sister? I was trying to help and now I might not see my nephew again. I went out of my way and now it feels like I'm being punished. I'm pretty sure they'll try something again, but it's not my concern anymore. My brother left his spare key in the kitchen, but I'm still changing the locks. Jessica texted me that Liam is going to be staying in a motel near his job till they figure something else out, and she's going to be stuck with her mother. Her mother lives four hours away for reference. You were all right that I needed to have them gone, but I wish I didn't feel so dang bad. My wife has been comforting me as best as she can, and I appreciate her so much. She's been so supportive, and I'm lucky to have her. Thank you all for listening, commenting, etc. It was the extra push I needed to knock my stupid head on straight. Edit 5, another small update. I was contacted by Jessica's mother, who apologized for her daughter and offered to pay me the value of the item stolen if I let her and Liam Jr. move back in. I told her no, and she was surprisingly kind and accepting of this. The call was very short, but I can only assume Jessica told her mother some short or watered-down version of what happened. I think things are settling down now. I also got a text from my brother, but it only said that he was safe at the motel. I think it needed to happen. I think everything kind of ended up where it did need to be. There was just no way that things were going to be healthy and good and functional with them still living under OP's roof. Our next story is, my father lied to us about his colon cancer. My father is a wealthy jerk who worked his way up, who is jealous of my mom and her upbringing. 
So he spent their entire marriage bullying her and gaslighting her and siphoning funds from her parents to be a cheapskate and save his own money. He's also a notorious Casanova. Long story short, she's still suffering from stage 4 cancer after 5 years. The cause of the cancer is quite an obvious one, and then finally getting the surgery this year. During those 5 years, he left the house and never spent a day with her, and spent them with his mistresses and their kids. Whenever we do meet, he always plays pity party about himself, only to act like he's the saddest person in the world. This Lunar New Year was real fresh. He told us he had colon cancer so that we can pity him, but someone exposed him after he left, stating that he told everyone else a different hospital name every time he told that story, and he's been doing it for quite some time. Stage 1 colon cancer, my butt. I feel bad that my mom had to deal with this royal jerk for 30 years. It takes a special kind of jerk to lie about something like colon cancer. My question is, why is the mom continuing to deal with a guy like that? Our next story is, you put my child in danger, somehow I'm the issue? So there's a ton of context here that is absolutely going to be missing. I'll provide what I can to help with this specific story, but lord, there's a lot. My 28-year-old male, mom, 58, has been an alcoholic my entire adult and most of my teenage life. Of course, she's been sober for long stretches and has slips. It's just how addiction is for many people, especially those who don't seek out help. When she's drinking, mom is the most entitled, self-centered person I know. Some context, mom had been in the hospital in March and April for an artery rupture in her liver. To this day, she denies that her history of drinking and her current drinking have anything to do with it. Fast forward to summer, mom seems to be back on track with sobriety, she gets on well with my fiancé, and has been a big support for fiancé's pregnancy. I made sure mom was there for the birth of her newest grandbaby. All seemed to be well. Mom insists that she watches my baby for us after fiancé's leave ends, and we are skeptically receptive to the idea. Ultimately, we decide to allow this. Maybe the baby will help her maintain sobriety. Boy, was I wrong. I get a call from my sister who tells me mom's been drinking, not with or around the baby, but it's happening. Yeah, I'm not going to allow this to go on any further. I'm about three hours away from my car, I drive dirt trucks, and can't get there fast enough to make sure my baby girl is safe, so I call my father-in-law. He was kind enough to pick up my daughter and keep it on the down low to not hurt mom's feelings. If there's one thing mom isn't, it's dumb. She sees through all of this and knows exactly what's up. We find a new sitter and do what we can. We maintain incredibly low contact. A couple of months later, I get a call from my sister just to talk. The conversation of course comes to mom. Sister tells me a story about mom begging to watch her kids. But an hour before she was supposed to, she instead chose to drink before having to watch my sister's kids. This happened years ago. I don't know how I got this mixed up, but apparently I somehow confused this with mom choosing to drink and drive with her kids? I don't know. I suppose I was emotional and got things mixed up. Remember this, it's important for the end. On the bright side though, at the time of this phone call, mom is doing better again. Maybe it would give her something to look forward to if we allowed her to watch the baby once a week. I approach mom and offer to her that fiance and I felt comfortable with her taking the baby one day a week. This conversation goes sour. So we decided that we would be comfortable with you taking the baby on Tuesdays. I know you've been really wanting to watch her again. She says, no. We ask, no? She replies, well first, I want you to ask me. 
This kind of confuses me a bit at first, but I suppose it's a fair statement. She is doing something to help me after all, right? Alright, I'll rephrase. Would you be willing to take the baby on Tuesdays? It would be a big help and you'd get to see her more again. She says no, I want it all. If I can't have every day, then I won't take her at all. This devolves into an argument where she tries to justify. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market her actions in drinking and accuses me of holding the baby over her head. She throws in, how dare you call your fiance's father to take her from me. I was not drinking that day. Truth. Not even after they left. Lie. Remember that phone call with my sister from earlier? The one with the mixed stories? Welp. Here's where that mix-up bit me in the butt. I threw the story I thought was true in her face. I'm not proud of it. Not at all. This, of course, turned into denial and further argument, with her conveniently forgetting that regardless of whether or not a car was involved, she ultimately chose to forego the responsibility she claimed to want so she could drink. I finally had to stop this whole argument by saying that this was getting nowhere, and she could call me when she was ready to address the problem like an adult. That call happened the next day, but that's for the next post. I just want to end this post here and say, I love my mother. When she's sober, she is the most amazing woman I know, but that alcohol turns her into the most narcissistic and entitled beast of a human I have ever seen. If the community wants more, I'd be willing to continue telling this story from the phone call the next day, all the way to what's happening now as things progress. It gets weird, and frustrating, but telling this has been oddly cathartic. One of the nicest things sometimes about these reddit posts is you kind of get to vent and you kind of just get to put it all out there and it really I think helps you put it in perspective sometimes in a way that you don't really feel or think about when you haven't put it just on paper or typed it up. When it's just in front of you and you have all your thoughts organized, I think it can really help you focus on just what's important or sometimes realize how ridiculous some things are. Our next story is entitled, But Why? What is your one rule for a principle of how to live and one request for others? Inspired by my childhood self writing to the court when entering foster care, the letter I wrote to the court was declared a child in need 15 years ago. Dear Mom and Dad, Your 10 rules are my one request. One year ago, I moved to Florida in hopes of new dreams with my family, but only one year later, I learned to live without the two people I thought I would never be able to live without. I will repair it finally without you both. Today, I'm ready to give you my love without expecting anything back, but instead, the simple request to give me away. I beg you to give me away to someone who will finally care for me and guide me to take care of me, not to revenge upon someone else. You both made me what I am, but I am ready to build myself into what I can be. Anything I desire and beyond. Today, I am seeking a proper living environment without either one of you. You both have made it clear that neither of you is capable of further raising and guiding me. Dad, you taught me that I deserved a more capable mother. Mom, you taught me that I deserved a more capable father. You both gave me the ultimate decision from the time I can remember, 
Which parent is better? You both have always talked so negatively of each other. I don't know what caused either of you to dislike each other so much, but I really don't care. What I don't understand is why you both took so much energy to be so cruel. Why not take time to communicate and not bash the other parent to your young and innocent children? I find it pathetic and sad that each of you was so blind with anger you couldn't see what you both were doing to your children. At the hardest struggles in my life, you rarely once supported a positive change or pulled it together in the slightest bit to support one another for the sake of your devastated children. You exposed M and me to the struggles of finances, disaster, broken families, blackmail, slander, and so much more during our tender youth. You both blame the other party as the effect of my false, pronounced childhood. You both placed your own selfish revenge against the other parent over your tender and traumatized children, as well as influencing our decisions with the slander and defamation of the other's parenting, while being oblivious to your use of your own children as pawns in your chess game. Both of you always burdened me in the middle of your inevitable fights and told me things that I shouldn't have known. You both cornered and robbed me of my innocence through your extensive neglect. Why are you so ignorant of the obvious truth? I loved you both with everything I had, but you both left me to fend on my own, to become a victim of violence, abuse, and further neglect. Neither of you is the guardian in which a parent should be. You both fight so hard to keep me from the other parent, but don't offer stability. You give me false promises when I say I want to leave or when I say I want to come back. So, today, I share 10 rules that I was taught through the awful misfortune of my so-called childhood. I do not deserve to be given up on or abandoned. To never maintain a relationship with someone who abuses or neglects me. Leave immediately and do not believe the false promises. I shall never be placed in a situation that denies my self-respect. You don't need money to be happy. To never choose a negative relationship, especially over my own family. I deserve a stable environment. Education is extremely important. What makes you stronger is the struggles that you're brave enough to stand up against and fight for your rights. Do not regret what you've done, but instead, what you should have done when you had the chance. It is okay to be a little selfish from time to time. This is a step in my recovery. I take action in the belief of opportunity, care, and guidance of the proper nature. When I think of you both, I'll think of the happiest days of my life. When you both put aside your differences and celebrated my fifth birthday at Chuck E. Cheese's, I will always remember the pure feeling of knowing you both sacrificed your opinion and anger to support me and get along. As the memory of the events that took place that lovely day faded, I never forget the only moment in my childhood that I felt at peace. So thank you, but please give me away without a fight. Give me the chance to feel at peace again. Give me the opportunity to love someone who won't take it for granted. If that isn't just about one of the most heartbreaking things you've read in a while, could you imagine being a parent that's so self-absorbed, you're just focused on trying to get one up over on the other party, and then hearing something like this and realizing you completely missed the boat in every way with your kid, knowing there's no do-over. If those parents have any heart, I'm sure that hit them harder than anything they've ever experienced in their life. This next story is Issue with Dad. My dad was really big this past year on reunifying our family. 
He and my mother have been divorced since I was 11. I'm now 37. My mother and I co-own a house in Maine. My father asked quite a few months ago, in July, right around my 37th birthday, if he could move in with us. Seeing as things are getting so expensive and he and my mom are not getting any younger, as a family, we made the decision that this would be in everyone's best interest, especially for me since I'm unable to clone myself and be in two states at once. My father talked to his sisters and they both thought it was a great idea. It would benefit all of us. For months, my father has been texting my mother, not as friends, in a more romantic way. She was receptive to it. He spent Thanksgiving with us and my mom's family and was telling people they were seeing where things were going and what our plans for the future were. Well, this past Friday, as I was driving home, I called my father to just check in and say hi and give him some updates as my mother was in the hospital. He drops the bombshell on me that he now has a girlfriend. I was a little confused, but like, okay. The next morning, I'm talking to my aunt, and she drops another bombshell on me. Apparently, a few months ago, my father had told her that it wasn't going to work out with him moving back to Maine and in with my mother and I. He somehow forgot to mention this to myself and my mother. He cannot understand why I am upset and hurt. All this time, up until a couple of weeks ago, he kept on going on about how we were repairing our family and how we were going to be a happy family. I have tried to explain to him why what he did is wrong, how making this decision unilaterally that affects everyone without discussing it with his family is an issue. I told him I don't care about the girlfriend. It's the fact that he lied for months when we had made a plan as a family that I was planning on for my future. I asked him to explain to me how he expects me to be able to take care of him in Connecticut and my mother in Maine when he is the one who has unilaterally changed the plan. Especially when he knows my health issues, he of course has no answer. Unfortunately, this has brought up a lot of trauma. The biggest being from when I was 11 and him saying he was leaving and never coming back. I guess he really meant it. He just has to keep hurting me over and over again and just expects me to be there for him no matter what he does, as I'm supposed to be the dutiful daughter. I'm just so tired of it, yet he'll be the first one to bring up all the trauma our family has been through, and just cannot see his part in it. I'm so tired of being hurt by him. Ultimately, I think this guy made his decision, and he doesn't have to blatantly say it one way or another to OP. Him making this change in this decision on his own, and then just totally dropping it on you out of nowhere like that, It's like he's flashing you a giant billboard saying, Choose your mom, don't worry about me. Our next story is, Mother gets angry because of a comment. So I, male 31, just wanted to share this to get insight beyond my all-encompassing wisdom. Recently been on vacation from work, stayed with my parents for 5 days, stayed with my girlfriend for 2 weeks, and came back to end my last days with family since I work basically 7 days a week. My mom, 51-year-old female, this morning started talking to my stepdad about alcohol and how dangerous it is. She mentioned she got drunk once while driving and never did it again. I told her that wasn't true because as a child, I recall multiple instances of her driving while drunk, often after my aunt's daily parties we used to have. This triggered her and she began to yell at me. I remained calm but didn't back down on my words. She basically began to say that I can't judge her and that my dad, who was not very involved in my life, is the real issue, and I should complain to him about his lack of involvement. My argument is always that I don't need to be mad with someone that barely affected my life, being that he wasn't the one berating me and trying to emotionally abuse me, because he was not around. 
so I don't have bad feelings to him for that reason, because people who don't bother me and harass me aren't the issue. My mother, who used me as an emotional husband and her scapegoat and golden child, whichever was most convenient in the moment, was my issue as a kid, because I was being abused by her as a kid and anything I did wasn't actually that bad, because I was a child being antagonized by an adult woman. I eventually just told her that you yell, thinking it makes your point valid? It doesn't. I work in mental health as a nurse and I almost on a daily have to deal with adults and teens who try to abuse me because they have poor emotional control and entitlement related to whatever they went through. So it isn't something that upsets me. I see my mom is very similar to these people that I care for on a daily basis. So I treated her like I do them. I spoke sternly but also respectfully and I got cursed out for it. My stepdad, 48 year old male, just thought it was funny. I'm a guest here, but she expects me to do all the chores. I told her no, because I wouldn't do that to you, and I haven't legitimately made any messes. I've been here a night, and the previous time I ate out and only used the bathroom. I don't think I did anything wrong, but I often find that if I even disagree, suddenly I am a batch-butt child who is ungrateful and a coward, or whatever she feels like calling me. Honestly makes me wonder why I even bother trying to make any form of contact. She was right about one thing, I am often MIA and only talk when I want to discuss some kind of service between us. For example, holding onto my mail or doing I-9s for my job which I pay her for. I admit I respect my mom because it feels ugly and I feel karma is real. I don't want to disrespect my parent. I recognize the good they do for me and they have been there for me plenty of times, just there is huge disrespect when I disagree. I don't believe I have to tolerate it, but I also don't think it's right to be a jerk right back. The last time I disrespected my mom openly is when she verbally berated my nephew and told him he'd become a woman beater like his dad who was physically abusive. I cursed her out and then a lot of bad stuff happened in my life, so I assume there's karma and being rude to your parents even if I feel I was justified. So I'm a bit worried for myself now because I think karma will try to play me. If I add anything, my elder sister thinks I'm the golden child and she's the black sheep. Like I said, I was both whichever was most convenient in the moment. I only get compliments from my parents when they're mad at my elder sister. Personally, I feel like karma is a fun thing to talk about or like wish on somebody who kind of deserves to have some bad karma in the moment, but I'm not somebody that actually puts much stock into karma. Overall though, having boundaries and being firm but respectful in asserting those boundaries is in no way disrespectful at all. If you're getting bad karma for that, something in the world is broken. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.